History. Okay. Let's... Go ahead, Penny. I want to hear what the bride, my bride, has to say in the rivers of oil, in the rivers of cream, and in the rivers of butter from God the Father. It's totally a word for the bride. <laughs> Cream and butter, butter and cream. Cream and butter, butter and cream. <laughs> One thing you'll notice in life is that life will try to steal your butter. You notice that and get you bitter. When you don't have butter, you're bitter. In the butter, you're better. And people want to taste and see that the Lord is good because you'll have butter on you. And without butter on you, people will kind of. Be like, oh, I love you, but I don't really want to hang out with you. <laughs> but if you're filled with the butter of the third heaven, the glory, the butter of God, there's butter in the Bible. The Bible talks about butter seven times. People are like, what's this butter stuff? Give me, you know, I'm on the margarine. No, no this, is, this is the fatness of the third heaven. This is the fatness of God. Deuteronomy 32:14, butter and curds of the herd, and milk of the flock, with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and he-goats, with the finest of the wheat, and you drank wine of the blood of Jesus. You drank wine of the blood of the grape. And in Deuteronomy 32.13, it says he made Israel ride on the high places of the earth, and he ate the increase of the field, and he made him suck honey. Someone say, suck honey. Suck honey. Out of the rock, and oil out of the flinty rock. So honey, oil, butter, curds, milk, fat, and then the finest wheat, and then the finest wine. I mean, what, it, you, you know, 4,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago, when Moses wrote this, you know, give or take several hundred years, who cares? This was the ultimate prosperity. You know, we read this now, and it's like a riddle, you know? But I'm telling you, in the glory is the answer to the, to the riddle, the revelation of the Word, the revelation of the Word of God. Riding on the high places, eating the increase of the field, sucking honey from the rock, sucking oil from the rock, Butter, curds of the herd, milk of the flock, fat of the lambs, rams of the breed of Bashan, he goats, fine wheat, and drinking the wine of the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ said that the only job of the believer in the Gospel of John was to stay attached to the wine vine. Just stay drinking. I mean, really? Really? And then the religious devil comes around and he's like, no, it's not that easy. Here's a list of do's and don'ts. Here's a list of formulas. And we leave the gospel. We leave the prosperity of Zion. We leave the glory of the Father and the Father of glory. And we get out into some dry place of the natural realm following religious devils. Anybody ever followed a religious devil? <laughs> I have too. I mean, we've all been deceived so many times it's retarded. And that's why we've returned to God. Hallelujah. Just to help us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. <laughs> Just to help us get out, get us of, out religion, of religion. To get us out of the natural realm of self-sustainment. You know, if we could do it, 
we wouldn't have needed Jesus to die on the cross. The whole point of the Old Covenant is we can't be good enough. You could never have enough whole bull offerings, Solomon sacrificing a thousand whole bulls, that the whole city just was drowned in the blood of bulls. And there was a glory of the animal blood. There was a glory. The priest could no longer minister, but it was a fading glory, and the glory lifted. Because the blood of bulls and the blood of rams and the blood of sheep and the blood of goats and the blood of doves, I mean, it's the blood of animals is a fading glory. It's the fading glory of aging and dying. And there's a glory to life in the flesh. There is. People live some lives in the flesh, and there's a, it's a glorious life. It's a good life. They call it the high life. You see them sailing around Lake Minnetonka and their million-dollar yachts, and there's a glory on it. There is, a, but it's a fading glory. They'll start aging, they'll start dying, and they'll, you know, they'll end up in the hospital. But I'm telling you, with God, it's an ever-increasing glory. That is the gospel that your brain, your mind, stays attached to the wine vine, and you keep drinking. That's not a fading glory. I tell you the truth, that is the non-fading glory. That's the ever-increasing glory. If you are stayed to Jesus with all of your brain, see that's where the enemy tempts us in our brain. Yeah. If we can come into if we come into agreement with the enemy in our brain, then we'll be pulled away from the vine and we get into formulas of religion. We get into do's and don'ts, it gets complicated, we can't figure it out, we don't know how to get into the glory. Jesus Christ is the glory, just drink. They'll drink the blood of the lamb. They'll drink the wine of the blood. Whenever you remember me, drink my blood. Come to the waters of life and drink. Anyone who's thirsty on the last and greatest day of the feast, he said, come to me and out of your belly shall flow rivers for everyone who's thirsty for the river of life, for the Holy Spirit. You know, the main thing that gets people not thirsty is that, you know, I'm satisfied in my efforts. I'm satisfied in my religiosity. That's a fading glory. You know, you can actually, in your soul, manifest a fading glory. You've seen fading glories all over the place in Christian ministries. They can work it up in a frenzy of their soul, and it's not the ever-increasing glory, it's the fading glory of the old covenant, which is of the soul, the new covenant's of the heart. Wow. The ever-increasing glory is the fulfillment of the old covenant, the fulfillment of the law is out of your innermost being, out of your very spirit man, out of your inner man is the glory of God and the brain is constantly illuminated in a greater glory by the submission of your head to his headship and from his headship of Revelation 22 verse 1 flows the river. The throne of God and the Lamb and the river of the Trinity that are in you. Colossians 2.10, we read it all the time, that you're made full of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit at spiritual birth. That's not something you say, come Holy Spirit. That's, I'm born again, I have the fullness. And when you're born again, you have the fullness. You're never going to get any more, but what you're going to get is more and more submitted to His authority, more and more revelated, your mind renewed by revelation, your mind pegs by revelation into the glory realm, and you begin to operate in the Father's ability. It's really the Father in you doing the works, and all you do is yield your flesh to Him. And you yield your brain, which is the only flesh you... Your hand, too. The Bible does talk about yielding your hand to the river, which is the hand of God, yielding your head to His headship, which is the river. The throne of God in the Lamb in the river, which is the Trinity that is inside your spirit when you're born again. So if you just stay drinking 
with the full package of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit made full in your spirit. See, the problem is, is we, then we let all these other spirits because we stop drinking, we come away from the vine, and it gets complicated, and we never can figure out the formula. There's no combination out there. There's no do's and don'ts that will ever just get the breakthrough. You know, it might appear like breakthrough, and then it's just like, oh. You want the blessing that's without sorrow? You want the prosperity that's without sorry? sorrow? You have to stay attached to the vine and keep drinking. Never drinking the new wine, drinking the blood of the Lamb, drinking the river of life. And your thirst for righteousness grows. You know, and you just, there's zero self-righteousness. I have no righteousness in my soul. Just lay hands on your soul. I have zero righteousness. What am I thinking? How bewitched can you get and still breathe? And I will no longer breathe the air of religion. I will no longer breathe the air of the goat. I'm going to breathe the air of Zion. Zion is a mountain of glory rising in my heart in the last days that will consume the mountains. And Joel says the mountains will drip with wine. And Amos 9, the mountains will drip with wine. Jesus Christ was actually sacrificed on a mountain. You know? Skull hill or skull mountain. The mountain of skulls. That's what it means. And I know Jerusalem is not a very big mountain, but it's, it was at that time the capital of the world, and it still is to this day. It is literally the capital of the universe, of the first heavens and the second heavens. Natural universe in the natural realm. It was the mountain of skulls, where he was crucified, Golgotha. So Jesus Christ was crucified on the mountain of the world. He was crucified. It doesn't appear in the natural to be the high place, but in the spiritual, it was the highest place in the world. where Christ was. It was the altar of the whole world to this day. Jerusalem is the altar of the world. Now, we're from a different world. We're, we're from the third heaven, so we don't do the natural religious stuff anymore. You know, we don't practice carnal Christianity. We don't practice Kabbalah, Judaism. We don't practice, you know, Janes and Jambres, you know, do's and don'ts out of the two hemispheres of our brain. I'm good and bad. I'm good and bad. No, we just practice the river. We practice God the Father and the Lamb and the river because that's what He died for on the cross to restore to your inner man the fullness then you have the fullness after, after you're born again. Problem is, is your mind doesn't believe it, and then you got all these lies in you, and it's like, well, you don't have the fullness, you need to do some stuff for it. It's not that easy. The, the main lie of Satan is it's not that easy. It is that easy. It's not that simple. It, you know, listen, religious spirit. I have people say that all the time. It's not that simple, and it's not that easy. 100% of the time, it's the devil. It's not, well, and then they want to confuse it, complicate it. You know why they want to confuse and complicate it? Because their head wants to be in control. That's the religious sorcery of Babylon the Great. That's the devil. The devil will confuse the simplicity of the red letters, which are the foundation stones of Christianity. It's true. The foundation of the kingdom of heaven, the power and the glory of heaven, and salvation is the words of Christ. It is. Every single principle that every apostle brought in the epistles came from the foundation of the red letters, 100% of the time. And it's the deepest stuff in the Bible. There's nothing deeper than the red letters. I'll read Paul, I'll read Corinthians, I'll, I'll read Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, and I love it. I've read them literally thousands of times. I'm a word addict. I'm a Bible thumper. I thump the Bible all day, every day. I mean, I got so many Bibles, and I read my Bibles. I got them on all my tablets. I really like it on my cell phone and on my iPad with this Takarta app with the Amplified Classic because it's got search buttons, and it's just... And you can highlight it, you copy and paste it, and you can you can do word searches of subject matters and just like that's what I was studying today. Butter. Because that's what we need, butter. 
Why, why do we need butter? Because we've been robbed. We need the fortunes of our inner man, the riches and glory. And I'm not talking about, you know, some outer man greed. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about lust. I'm not talking about any of that nonsense. I'm talking about spiritual prosperity. As you prosper in your inner man, all that stuff is added, the junk. Call it junk. All the stuff of the natural man that everyone lusts after is added unto you. I tell you the truth, the Bible preaches streets of gold. Why streets of gold? Because you need it under your feet. You need it under your feet. Just get a vision for just stomping the stupid money. Stupid, unrighteous money. Stupid wealth. Opulent wealth. Dumb measures of gemstones, of gold, of silver, of currencies, of cash, of buying power, of Jacob's tent, of Jacob's wealth, the inheritance of Abraham, the inheritance and the wealth of Solomon, and the inheritance and the wealth of Jacob and Israel. It's all yours in Christ Jesus. Christ is the Messiah of Israel. And He's the light and the Savior of the Gentiles of all nations. Yeah. Every nation. I got easy banking today. Easy banking. That's the that's cream in the butter. Um, I realized, I, I just real, <laughs> realized yesterday I had this whole conversation with my dad about how cream and butter are made. <laughs> mm. Then the thing is, is in order to get cream, it has to be separated from the milk. So the separation, the... Um, from the world. Yeah. Becoming holy. You get separated. Internally. You are a separated one. You know how to make butter? How do you make butter? Well... <laughs> In elementary, we learned how to do it because they had us make it. Because we had a Paul Bunyan um, pancake loggers day, and what they did is they put the cream in a jar, and every person in the class had to take turns shaking it, and take turns shaking it, and take turns shaking it. You shake it for. Have you ever been shaken? So Until everything that can't be shaken be shaken, the only butter left. That's the thing: is once it's butter, you stop shaking. Because it's butter. It is now. It, it can't is, be shaken anymore. And, you know, that's the other thing is fatness. You know, on, on, oh, schnockas. Until there's only butter left. <laughs> Until there's only fatness left, which is what was burnt before the Lord as worship. Hundredfold glory, prosperity, fatness. People think that God's taken the good stuff from their life. I look at them panicking out there oh. like, oh, you know, I, you know, and the most loving thing you can do is kind of let these little technon baby Christians learn about the butter learn how to make butter you learn you let them learn how to turn the milk even that you know the sour milk you know into butter well god will take the sourness out oh yes he will by the shaking Yes, That's how you get the bitterness of self-effort out, the bitterness of religion, the bitterness of unbelief. Doubt and unbelief Ooh. will make you bitter. Ooh. That's how you die in the wilderness, if you're wondering. I mean, you never, I know you've never seen anyone doubt and unbelief before, but people that doubt and don't believe, they're dying. <laughs> you notice that? They're, they're literally dying in their inner man and in their minds. So, come out of the doubt and unbelief and come into the butter. How do you come out of doubt and unbelief? You come out of the desert. You come out of your soul into His soul. This is the breakthrough you're looking for, Christ in you, the realization of the glory. This is the breakthrough you're looking for, returning with your mind to the river. And God will bless you, because God is a blessing. God is God, and God is good. 
God is rich. God is so rich. You're not going to find a richer man than God. I mean, streets of gold, you know, streets of gold, streets of gold. Let me just preach the Bible. Preach the Bible. People don't talk about the streets of gold enough. It's not for when you die and go to heaven. That's the doctrine of demons. If it's in the Bible, it's for heaven on earth. Bringing for heaven. It wouldn't be in the Bible. Everything written in the Bible is for your life on earth. Every single thing from Genesis to Revelation in the Bible is a promise. Don't forfeit promises just because you don't believe them. Repent and believe the word and understand the word from Genesis to Revelation is a promise for your life on earth. The whole point of the gospel is on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew chapter 6. That is the summation of the gospel. The purpose of life itself is to bring the third heaven out of your innermost being and through your personality into the natural dimension. And now you'll have conflict with the second heavens because that's the counterfeit. That's the religious realm. People are full of the light that is in them that is darkness. Jesus Christ said in the red letters, Beware that the light in you is not in fact darkness. What's the light that's darkness? It's the second heavens. It's the religion of man. It's that I'm good by my brain, by knowing and doing. Knowing and doing. The mark of the beast is knowing in your brain, doing in your hand. Knowing in your brain, doing in your hand. They'll take the mark on their head and their hand, which is Cain, religion. Religion. Cain murdered his brother. With Second heavens murders the third heaven. Amen? You've seen it thousands of times. If you're operating in the third heaven, second heaven attacks you. Second heaven hates you. Second heaven sets strife against you. Second heaven is envious of you because they don't think there's enough third heaven to go around. So you have to fortify your inner man in the third heaven. How do you do that? The river is the river of the third heaven. Proceeding from the throne of God in the Lamb of the third heaven was the river of life that sparkles with the Zoe life, the energy of life, the power of resurrection, dunamis energy that raises your inner man, your heart, and your mind up from the realm of the dead even while in the body. The river raises you from the dead while in the body. Now you still have a body. Jesus had a body, right? And he's God. God has a body. You're the body of Christ. Amen? You're the body of the third heaven. Christ is in the third heaven, right? God, Christ is in, and what's the difference between third heaven and second heaven? Third heaven is glory light. Second heaven is natural light. Natural light is natural goodness. I'm good in my natural man. I don't need the supernatural goodness of God's glory of the third heaven. I'm good already in my own brain. That's the mark of the beast. That's the second heavens. That's the angel of light that deceives. What kind of light is Satan, the angel of light? What kind of light is Lucifer, the fallen angels? They're the light of the second heavens. They're the light of a thousand suns. They're the light of Kabbalah, the light of sorcery, and the light of darkness and religion. It's a light of darkness. It's a fading glory. That's what it is. That's the fading glory. It's the second heavens. People will get the second heavens manifested and think it's the glory of God, but it's it's the second heavens. It's not the glory of God. The glory of God is the third heaven, and it's an ever-increasing glory because it comes through your spirit. And it's only produced by intimacy in your inner man with the Godhead. Remember? You're born again of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Colossians 2.10, made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you too are made full, filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. Because the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the full spiritual stature, your mind's waking up to, oh my gosh, my spirit really is attached to the throne of God and the Lamb. And, and the river, my brain is just so stupid. I mean, my brain too. I mean, I'll, it's just 
it's so dull and so slow to return our goat head and our calf head of our rebe rebellion and our religion, our two hemispheres of do good and evil, knowledge of good and evil. This is the knowledge of good and evil, the brain, and to return it to the Father's goodness of the third heaven. Second heaven is knowledge of good and evil. Third heaven is the knowledge of the glory that will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I just realized that in your head, in if you operate Chakra. by your head, you're double-minded because you have both the goat and the calf, religion and rebellion in here. Yeah. And so if you don't source from here, you're going to be like, you go crazy. That's what double-mindedness is. Double-minded. And that's what doubt produces. You, oh, yeah. You doubt. You yeah. doubt the river flowing you through you. You doubt whatever. Because you're not in the encounter of the third heaven. You don't know his love. You don't know his grace. There's no love and grace in the second heaven. It's all performance-based. It's about what you know and what you do. It's religion. It's sorcery. It's bondage. It's satanic. It's Egypt. It's hell. That's hell. People think hell's down there. No, hell's up there. Hell's the second heavens. The fallen angels are for hell. God created hell for Satan and his angels, and Satan and his angels have wings. They fly out in outer space, the second heavens, dead, cold space. God killed the second heavens. The second heavens died and became an ice, a place of frozen ice and a void of life. It's devoid of life, and it's a dead and dry and arid place. The second heavens is a dead place. Okay, That's hell. Hell is space. Space is hell. The second heavens is hell. Truth anyhow, dead, dry, cold, icy space. That's hell. The second heavens is hell. You don't want the second heavens in you. That's the realm of religion. That's why you see them all about the stars and you see them all mixed with God outside minded voodoo, doo doo. I mean, it's all about the religious devil of the second heavens. Okay, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that Satan's tail swept one-third of the stars. Where are those stars? Oh, the second heaven stars. Hello? Now, does the third heaven have stars? Yes, twice as many angels. But the only star that you read about, because everyone in the third heavens in unity is because of the light of the bright and morning star, Revelation 22. I am the roots of David and the bright and morning star. So in the third heaven, there's unity in the glory, because all of our light in the third heaven, as the body of Christ, comes from Jesus. And they shall no longer need the light of the sun and the moon, for the light of the Lamb on the throne shall be their light, because they're not operating in second heavens, which is religion. They're operating in third heaven, which is glory. It's a religion-free zone. There's no religion in heaven. Zero. You'd be shocked. That's the main thing people have a problem with, because they're coming out of second heavens into third heaven. They're coming out of knowledge of good and evil into the knowledge of the glory and the river of life. And it's like, this can't be right. This can't be God. Well, it is God. And everything you've known, you've been taught by second heavens of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is Satan and the fallen angels. So it's a major, major shock and wake-up call. Most people that are stuck in being good in their heads and good in their hands are the sons and daughters of Satan. Matthew 23, Jesus Christ said, You are not the sons and daughters of God, but the sons and daughters of Satan. Now, that's harsh, but it's true, because he loves them, and that's the only way to grip these religious people that are actually trying to serve God. You know, like the older prodigal in Luke 15, he's trying with everything he's had, he has to be good in his head and good in his hand. I worked out here every day of my life for you, and you never gave me a goat to have fun with my friends. He never entered the kingdom, but he did all the stuff in his head, all the stuff in his hand. He, he had the whole external realm down. That's what Phariseeism is. That's what a whitewashed tomb is. And that's what a, a portal of the realm of the dead. 
Satan is that type of angel of light that is externally perfect, but internally the grave, internally death. That's the angel of death. The religious devil is the angel of death, the angels of the second heavens. So when you come out of the second heavens of God outside mindedness and practicing the Kabbalah of false Christianity into the third heaven of the river of life and the Lamb, it's a complete paradigm shift from Jezebel to Jesus Christ. Say Jezebel to Jesus Christ. Jezebel to Jesus Christ. Amen. From Jezebel to the spirit and the power of Elijah. And what is the spirit and the power of Elijah that that does away with all the external bewitchment of having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh? It's the river. John the Baptist was the Elijah that was to come, and John the Baptist lived in the river and baptized in the river. His whole ministry was the river, 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 river. There is nothing apart from the river. In fact, any ministry apart from the river is actually sorcery because it's human. It's out of your head and your hand. And it doesn't give God the glory. It gives man the glory. And you pretend like you're giving God the glory, but if you're not in the river, you're not in the river of glory. It has literally zero to do with God, and it's all about you, And it's all about really impressing others with your works and your performance and how much you know and how much you do. That's how Satan is. That's what makes you the sons and daughters of Satan is performance. What makes us the sons and daughters of God is grace. The spirit of grace and the champion of grace and the man of grace has appeared. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law kills, but the Spirit gives life. Are we in the law of the second heavens? Are we in the grace of the third heaven? Are we in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the law of the second heavens? I mean, are the stars striking us? Are there still curses kindling upon our heads? Are we getting struck by a thousand suns of the sorceries of the fallen angels? Are we covered in the grace of the Lord Jesus in a dome, in a canopy of the love of the Father, and His banner over us is love? We need to be completely surrounded with the Father's grace and the Father's love. Otherwise, the second heavens will constantly attack us and torment us. And that's why all kinds of horrible stuff have happened to all of us. I mean, we're dealing with it worldwide. All humanity, every nation is constantly touched with the situation of this universe. This universe is so fallen. And I think a lot of you realize that a lot of you are just waking up to what we're actually dealing with here as, as a planetary people in this place. And it's fun stuff because we have the gospel, we have the word, we have the river, we have God the Father, we got two-thirds of the angels, and we win. Revelation says, you guys have more than enough to win. The problem is, is you can't win with your head connected to the second heavens. You can only win with your head connected to the bright and morning star. Right? Second Peter says, And the morning star will rise in their hearts, and their day will dawn. The dawning of day is the glorification of your soul, not from external light, but from internal light, the glory light, the bright and morning star light, third heaven light, the ever-increasing glory. And the righteous shine ever brighter until the dawning of day, which is the renewing of the mind to the reality that the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been inside your inner man the entire time after you're born again. And then we went into the wilderness, like Song of Solomon, looking for my beloved. I can't find him, you know, and the night watchman found me. And the night watchman bring the second heavens upon you, and the law, and Kabbalah, and magic arts, and do's and don'ts, and living out of the hemispheres of double-mindedness, and it's like, where's the river? I forgot there was a river. And we turn it into the traditions of men that nullify the word. The traditions of men. So we have to come out of, we have to come out of man into God. <laughs> there is... I mean, there is so little going on in man, but they have—they pretend like they're doing stuff, don't they? They'll hype it up. They'll be like, oh man, 
But when you get into the river, the river is hyper enough. The river will mess you up. I mean, I've been in the river for so long. I've, I was born again in the river. You can only be born again in the river. But I experienced realms of glory in the river that are just mind-boggling for the last 20 years. But there are, there are places in the river that will so energize you that people will think you're on methamphetamine. You notice that when we evangelize through Facebook business, most people accuse Penny and I of being on drugs. It's like, we haven't done drugs ever. I mean, we are in the glory. I can personally say I've never done drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about that. I mean, I, even if you did do drugs, you know the drugs of God are better than the drugs of Satan. Yeah. God's drugs are called the wine, the butter, the rock, sucking honey, oil, the glory realm, the angels uh, giving you vials, the angels pouring liquids on you. There's angels in the book of Revelation, not everywhere. There's over 250 mentions of the angels giving stuff out of the third heaven to people throughout the, the scriptures. And you can say that that's drugs because it completely alters your state of mind, doesn't it? I was in a natural state of mind, but when the angel came and poured the vial on my head, I was in a super supernatural state of mind. I got whacked. I got high. I got drunk. You know, we read about Isaiah, how the seraphim took the fiery coal with the tongs and touched his lips. He got so messed up, he couldn't even lie anymore. They ended up sawing him in half through his belly because there was so much of the third heaven glory coming out of him and the, and the nation of Israel was in total rebellion of the religion of the second heavens. The fallen angels and the religious devils sawed the third heaven man in half, the prophetic man in half. Because that's where it comes out of. It comes out of your belly. They sawed his, right through his spirit man, right through his inner man because they hate anyone that brings the third heaven to earth. Because you can only manipulate and control people to diabolical scheming by the second heavens pretending to be good you know though they look good nice and shiny stars but they're fallen angels oh yeah so you mean the physical stars are fallen angels? no the light that the fallen angels work in that's the stars of the second heavens god created the heavens and the earth okay the constellations remain forever the issue is the fallen angels work within that spectrum of false light <laughs> and they put it inside human brains and they tell them that's the the light of god and then the angel of light comes that deceives. The fallen angels don't work in glory light. Fallen angels work in second heaven starlight. Oh, come on, somebody. It's called mirages. Magic. That's what magic is. Magic land is a, the world, the delusionary world of Babylon the Great that was built with the light of the second heaven stars, with fallen angels and sorcerers in unity, working. And sometimes disunity, but they really, you have to really partner your whole heart and mind with the fallen angels. A lot of people do it unknowingly. A lot of people do it knowingly. I mean, millions have partnered with the second heaven's angels knowingly and given tremendous sacrifice, even offering their children on altars to devils. You read about it everywhere in the Bible. They're doing human sacrifice. Well, hallelujah. How many abortions? 46 million? It's a lot of human sacrifice. There's still Sacrifice of human beings going on en masse. Abortion is human sacrifice. So, hallelujah. God's going to do away with murder. God's going to do away with fallen angels. God's going to do away with the second heavens. God's going to do away with Babylon the Great that was built on lies. Babylon means confusion. Babylon the Great means great. What means the whole universe is filled with lies. That everything in the world that you've ever known is a lie. And you have to come out of the world into the glory realm and realize that it's all a lie. It's all a delusionary realm. It's fake. 
There's nothing there. There's no true success in that realm. There's no true fulfillment in that realm. You will waste your years and decades of your life in the natural realm until you bring your brain back to God in your spirit and start living out of the third heaven realm and then just annihilating the lies that are in the world. And so all the good stuff that's down here will be added unto the third heaven company of people that begin walking in this, that begin manifesting the river of God the Father and the river of the Lamb out of their innermost being and through their sacrificed souls. You can only manifest the river if you bring your soul and sacrifice your soul because it's one soul or the other. God won't force your soul to surrender. If you want to go out here and do whatever you want, you can. God lets you do whatever. He let his sons in Luke 15 be religious or rebellious. He's not a control freak like Satan is. He just like, really? I mean, it's not, you won't listen to me. My words here, you got the Bible. If you're not going to believe the Bible, do whatever you want. But when you're done beating yourself up and breaking your head against a brick wall and the stubbornness of the goat and the rebellion of the calf, you can come back to my word and feast on my word. We can kill the goat, which means we will take your head and we'll submit it to the river and wash it in glory, which is the killing of the goat and the calf. It actually is the full removal of the sinful nature and the carnal mind by the transfiguration of the renewing of the mind of Romans 12.2, metamorphosis, by the killing of the goat. And what happens when you kill the goat? What happens when you kill the calf? Luke 15, party. God is a party-throwing God. That is the ultimate revelation of your Heavenly Father, that He's good, He throws parties, the Jews have feasts every weekend, there's celebration non-stop, whatever excuse to party, 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 stop working, start enjoying, enjoying God, living in the river, living in the goodness, living in the butter, living in the oil, living in the promised land, heavy, heavy drinking, staying attached to the vine, staying your brain attached to Christ and your spirit, man. And you'll just go from glory to glory, and you'll just touch everyone around you with the Father's goodness. And that's what will lead them to repentance, to actually want God, because you're so blessed, you're so happy, you're so rich, you're so prosperous, you're so healthy, and you're living in it, you're walking in it. There's just no negativity swirling around your head or your hands or anything, because it's all the Father in you doing the works, and that's what He died for on the cross, to get everyone into the third heaven and the third heaven's ability manifesting out of their hearts and through their minds into the natural realm and to transform the natural realm into the kingdom of the third heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed and partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate to redlettermen.com and magnify this ministry to reach hundreds of thousands of more people in Jesus' name. We'll see you guys tomorrow.